Welcome to the Father's Heart with Tom Clark, better known as Papa Tom. Good morning, Papa Tom, Father's Heart Talk Show. I'm an interesting um, subject I'd like to share with you this morning because our show is all about relationships, um, relationships to our fathers or to Father God, or it's a natural father, or people who act like fathers in our lives, or God who can be a father in our life. And so uh, following our mission statement of connecting, bringing the hearts of the fathers to the children and the children to the fathers, it's always important to think in, um, in our lives about subjects that bring us connection. So the topic of today's talk uh, is the value of trust. Finding someone you can trust is transformational to your life. Try to think about what it's like living a life where you just don't trust anyone. Um, I've often considered in people that I've talked to all the disasters that seem to happen in people's lives, let's say starting with suicides and and, uh, divorces, or even before that, if you just simply get depression, anxiety, starts with anxiety, worries, fears, and then that leads to depression. And uh, you have so many divorces, more than 50% of the marriages um, in our country is people getting divorced. Well, where's the trust? Um, it's one thing not to be able to trust anybody. It's something else when you do put your trust in someone and they betray you. So neither one of those are really good feelings, very good outcomes. But living in a life where you don't trust anybody uh, or can't trust anybody, unwilling to trust anybody, uh, is what kind of life is that? What kind of life is that living? There's certainly no peace in it. Um, So I want to bring up the issue of how important and valuable trust is, and I'm going to share a couple of stories. Um, Most important ones, I think, will be the personal stories. I also have stories that uh, were meaningful to me in life that are from a biblical perspective. But I think the more important ones are the personal ones that have happened to me personally, because I like to share with you my audience, uh, because I consider you to kind of be like family. And as we develop this father saw hard talk show and you start feeling like family, I want to be father-like in that sense and the, uh, the gifting and the anointing that God's given me to be a father, to share things from my heart, which is really coming to me from his heart. From his heart, it comes down to the basis of what is trust and basically who can you trust? Can you find somebody in your life, a person or being in whom you can trust? So with a little bit of background, let me talk about what the word trust means because you have to define what you're talking about, and it's always helpful. The word trust here implies confidence or security. as a concept associated with firmness, something that's solid, secure. Do you know anybody who's solid in your life? You use that expression, boy, that man's solid. That person's solid. You know, there's somebody you could put your confidence and trust in. Um, another definition would be assured reliance on the character ability, strength, or truth of someone or something, one in which confidence is placed, dependence on something future or contingent, hope, reliance on future payment for property, such as emergency credit. What does trusting God mean? Having faith is having trust. You have to trust with your entire being that God has your back, that he'll help you and take care of you. He knows what is best, But to truly embrace what he's planned for you, you have to fully trust. Our trust is not foolish, for our God is both faithful and good. What is the difference between trust and faith? 
Faith comes from our belief system and is therefore permanent. Trust does not come from our belief system. Trust is built through our relationship with someone we build over a period of time and is therefore not permanent. You know, it's very interesting. It takes a long time in the, in the human relationships, in our relationships, for trust to be built up. But trust can be destroyed very quickly. And oftentimes, uh, what we feel happens to us is somebody betrays us or if somebody lies to us. You know, it's important to understand how trust, the foundation of trust, is built upon truth. That's why when we raised our children, we had them around the dinner table, and there was three things we disciplined them for. One was disrespect, second was disobedience, and the third one was lying. I explained to my children the reason why lying, it's so important to tell the truth, is because when somebody lies, that breaks the trust in the relationship. And I'm sure all of us have had people in our lives that have lied to us. In fact, there's a scripture that says, God will be proved true, though every man be proved a liar. And you thought to think about that. Except for one man, everyone was a liar, or everyone is a liar. And so really, who out there can you really place your trust in? We're going to discuss that in a moment. Uh, an aspect of that, which you know, may be a little controversial, but it's something that um, I think was important to us, we never told our children about Santa Claus because we felt that many, many parents that we knew who in our generation that grew up, uh, when their parents told them about Santa Claus and then the children grew up older and they found out Santa Claus wasn't real, well, they said, my parents lied to us. <laughs> they told us it was Santa Claus and it wasn't Santa Claus. We felt it was more true to talk about Nicholas. There was a man named Nicholas. He was a saint and he gave away gifts to children. And today... Uh, they make up the caricature of Santa Claus, this big old fat guy with a you know, white beard and a ra uh, red suit, and uh, he's a jovial guy, and he gives gifts, and we call him Santa Claus, and he really doesn't live in the North Pole, and he really doesn't have a sleigh, and he really doesn't have elves making the toys and so forth. Those are just stories, fictional stories, but it would be better to describe it as a fictional story, but there was a true man that truly existed. His name was Nicholas. And Catholic people call him St. Nicholas. And so that was the basis for what Santa Claus. That's a much more accurate position. And when you get older, the kids are going to appreciate you more that you told them the truth about Santa Claus. Even though there are so many good warm feelings about the aspect of Christmas and Santa Claus. And I, I get that. So now I'm going to tell you a personal story. And this is really what prompted this show today. Um, last Sunday at church, um, there was a pastor, I go to a church called Multiply Church, and the pastor's name is uh, uh, Zach Witt. Uh, interesting character, by the way. If you ever bump into Zach Witt on the street, you'll definitely know who he is. He's got this red hair. It's like a mohawk right here. It's like shaved on the sides. It's up on the top. It's red hair. It's big red beard, you know, and a former Marine. He's very f physically fit, and uh, Zach is quite a character, by the way, if you ever get a chance to uh, meet him. Uh, they should put an earring maybe in his eye. He could be like a pirate or something. But anyway, Zach leaves the congregation. He comes out, and one of the things he did was he took this big basket of prayer requests that people had given last year in 2022 and put it in his uh, coffee shop. And the prayer requests um, were collected, about 175 of them, he said, and put them in a basket, and he dumped them out all on the altar, and he said, I would like to come up and pray for these people. The people didn't put their names on the prayer requests. You're not going to know who you're praying for, but just go up and pray for them. So I went up there, and I um, got this prayer request. I 
thought it was a little corny at first, but I said, okay, we'll go with this. And, uh, um, I, you know, I, I picked up this prayer request, just show it to you right here. I uh, just thought to the Lord and said, what do you want me to do? He said, go ahead, pick one up. I picked one up, didn't even look what it was, put it in my pocket. And then uh, the next day, I'm in my prayer time, and I looked at it, and it says on the back of it, or on the first side of it that I read, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. Proverbs 3, 5. And in my mind, I also went to Proverbs 3, 6, uh, when it says, In all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. So I'm thinking about, what kind of prayer request is this? They're just telling me a scripture. What does the person want me to pray for? He's just, he's just quoting a scripture to me. And then I turned around in the back, and it says that we would always return to the Lord when we stray, and that I can trust God at all times. And that word trust stuck out at me. And I asked the Lord, what can I pray for this person? I don't know who they are. And he began to show me in my imagination. I began to see things that this person had a hard time sometimes trusting with their finances. And then they had a hard time um, just trusting God with their thought life and trusting God and this and that and a whole bunch of other things. And so I began to pray for this person who I don't even know. I have no idea who this person is. And then after I got finished praying for maybe four or five things that I prayed for, um, the Lord said to me, he said, uh, those prayers that you prayed for that person are for you. And I thought to myself, man, you're exactly right. I need to pray for myself. And there's got to be thousands of people out there that do understand what the Word of God's saying, do have a relationship with God, their Father, and still stray from those thoughts. <clears throat> How many more tens of thousands of people don't even know God the Father that they can trust in Him? And so that's a whole other issue. So these are thoughts that came to me today, and it created the underpinnings of why I was um, interested in talking about trust, because it's something that's absolutely foundational and fundamental to our lives. We can't have relationships without trust. Uh, you can't have a relationship with another person if you don't trust them, and um, many of our relationships are broken because of broken trust. Uh, the other ultimate thing is who really can you trust? Who's not going to disappoint you? Every person you're going to meet, just because they're of their humanness, is going to disappoint you in some way, um, shape, or form. Sometimes they're going to, something they're going to say. They're always going to lie to you at some point. Um, not necessarily because they intentionally lie to you. It's just that they, they themselves believe a lie and they repeat it. How many people are actually perfect in their lives in understanding what is true? And... Um, there are obviously going to be people who intentionally lie to you, and some, most people are not going to intentionally lie to you, but they are going to tell you a lie because they believe the lie himself. Um, I think there's only one person you could look at uh, in all of history that was batting 100% and telling the truth, and that was the word himself. He always told the truth because he was the truth. Uh, it kind of makes it easy in one sense that uh, you can't uh, divert from who you are, uh, which brings up another point. Uh, most people don't really know who they are and they are actually following this image of who they believe that they are, but there's a lie even built in that. So um, I wanted to uh, share that with you because it's so important in um, the kind of things that we uh, are confronted with um, every day with our life. Life changes when you trust God as your father. 
is literally transformational. Life is not worth living if you have no one to trust. Just think about that. Life is disappointing when you trust someone and they let you down. Need to look no further than the divorce rate in our country and we can see many broken relationships. Many people whose trust in other people were shattered. Nonetheless, if you do not trust anyone, you'll be miserable. If you trust someone and they disappoint you, you'll also be miserable. How about trusting someone who will always have your back and never let you down? That's a life worth living. You know where you can find that person? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on to your own understanding. And in all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. And he will make your path straight. He's the only one you can trust. God, your Father, is the only one you can trust. And Jesus, his Son. Um, I remember the story sometime biblically. One of my favorite characters is Abraham. And it's interesting how that story develops through Scripture. Um, Abraham was always messing up. He started initially having a relationship with God, and he was always finding ways to um, mess up in, in things that uh, he knew were wrong, but he did it anyway out of fear oftentimes. Uh, there were two instances where he um, told two different kings he was visiting that Sarah, his, his wife, was not his wife because he thought the kids would want to go to sleep with his wife, and they would kill him to get to his wife if he if he admitted that Sarah was his wife. So he threw Sarah under the bus. He did it twice. He didn't just do it once. Um, so you can see he wasn't really very faithful. Uh, he actually betrayed Sarah. And uh, God stepped in, intervened in both cases, and the kings got dreams, and they were told not to touch uh, Abraham's wife because she was his wife, not his sister. He told the lie that his wife was his sister. That's, that's the deal. So here is Abraham lying, and there was a breaking of trust between him and his wife, but God stepped in and still continued it. You know, it's very interesting that uh, the relationship that God has with Abraham is one of um, a covenant relationship he has. God lived up to his side of the covenant and also up to Abraham's side of it. Um, even though Abraham fell down many, many times and... Uh, lied and broke the relationship you say in terms of his actions God still kept the covenant going um, and he made Abraham the father of many nations and it's interesting when you recount what these different things are um, when you think about different things concerning what Abraham's life was all about um, the relationship that he had with God grew over and over and over again through different life experiences. To the end of his life, Abraham was known as the father of faith. Well, what was it that got him to the point where he be could become, or his life could be looked back at and say he was a father of faith after he messed up so many times? And it really came to the point where Abraham's trust, there's that word again, his trust and confidence in God grew so dramatically over his life that by the end of his life, he was willing to sacrifice his son Isaac, uh, believing and trusting in God that God was going to make him the father of many nations, and through Isaac, these many nations would be uh, formed. So his trust in God had grown to the point where he could trust God even when God told him to sacrifice Isaac. And that was uh, an expression of why by the end of his life, Abraham completely trusted God and that's why he's known today as a man of faith. 
You know, there's something about um, when you're listening to um, people express themselves and talk about things that comes true with um, uh, trust. And um, when we express our, our trust in God, one of the ways that um, we can develop that relationship, actually, and this is I sound a little bit off the wall, but it's coming from a place where uh, I've been learning some of these things, um, and that's through actually praise and worship. And the underpinnings of a lot of praise and worship is music. And I can remember back when I was in college, one of the interesting conversations, philosophical conversations I had with my roommates in college was, uh, is music, does music have value unto itself? Or does it have any intrinsic value? Or is it something that just we listen to and it makes us feel good? Um, I didn't see it at that point. But the importance of um, music is it, it develops and engages intimacy. And the, the relationship we have with God, as it grows in intimacy, it's going to grow in trust. We can trust God more the more we know him. The less you know him, the further away he is from your life, the less likely you're going to trust him. But the more you know him, the closer he becomes to you, the more you see him as father, the more you engage him as father, the more you talk to him and he talks to you and that, that relationship grows and develops, um, the more you're going to be able to trust him. So if you want to trust God, you must develop an intimacy with him. Come to know him as your father. When you do, music, sound, praise, and worship become part of your experience with him. All God inhabits, after all, I should say, God inhabits the praises of his people. Another scriptural reference. It's true. He inhabits the traces of his people. We want to get close to him and intimate with the praise and worship and oftentimes the use of music is uh, inherent in that. You know, um, I'm not going to try to persuade you to do anything. Uh, so uh, that's another thing that uh, I was... Uh, listening to Phil Driscoll the other day, and he, he mentioned that God preserved the sound of the trumpet or the shofar for himself. Luther could make music from timbrels and cymbals built inside himself, but he could not blow the trumpet. All God's victories on earth were announced with the blowing of the shofars or trumpets. Trumpets give a different sound, different frequencies at release. You know, it's something about music that has, obviously music has sound in it, just like words have sound in them. But music has a different frequency to it, and that frequency will change the atmosphere. We often remember, if you look at Scripture, you can see that uh, Saul, when he was king of Israel, was being um, plagued by uh, evil spirits. And David would come, a shepherd boy, David would come and play the harp. And by playing the harp and worshiping and praising and the music that he was praying on the harp drove the evil spirits away. And um, that's something we should realize that a lot of us in our lives are got a lot of thoughts and uh, come to us that are not good thoughts and not true thoughts. Um, they're thoughts that create worry, anxiety, and fear. And those, uh, those thoughts are obviously not coming from God our Father. And the overcoming of that uh, can be happened by 
uh, pressing into his heart, and music plays a role in that, of developing that intimacy with our Father, and in that intimacy, we can feel his presence, and when his presence inhabits that, that begins to change, um, change our relationship, change our thought processes, literally change the atmosphere in which we live, and develops the underpinning for being able to trust him. Having those experiences with him uh, let us know him more, experience God more, and in experiencing him more, we can grow to trust and trust. And our lives become full of peace. Our lives completely change when we're able to step into that place of trusting our Father. And music is a way of engaging that relationship. So uh, today I'm going to start actually something new, um, and that's uh, asking for your support. The uh, Father's Heart talk show, um, I find it difficult sometimes on radio to uh, look just for advertisements from the community, but I do believe that um, uh, the content of the show is something that's supporting of people, so I would ask for uh, people's support. One of the first ways that uh, you can support what we're doing here is in the process of the distribution of our children's books, Papa Tom's Tales. So in the next uh, several weeks in 2023, uh, I'll be soliciting uh, people who want to participate in our launch team of the launching, or relaunching actually, of book one, The Boy Who Found His Name, uh, of Papa Tom's Tales on Amazon. So uh, one of the, the primary ways you can uh, support uh, the Father's Heart Media is through the um, giving us reviews on Amazon for our books. Uh, another thing that uh, is also valuable to us uh, is the willingness to donate. And on our website, which uh, you can find, I think I can show you my, my uh, business card um, on the air. Let me show you this way. I think I showed this to you before. It's called Papa Tom. It says I'm a storyteller podcast or a talk show host, WSIC 105.9. And on the back is a QR code. And that QR code is an opportunity to get into five different social media places. And one of them is Patreon. Patreon.com. P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com. Uh, the Father's Heart. Um, and on Father's Heart Media on Patreon. And on that particular place, you can uh, donate if your God's leading you to do so, because we are very interested in uh, distributing what we have here. The last place is um, really want to engage in with our audience this year, and I want to repeat to you the um, telephone number that you can call, which is the station telephone number, WSIC News Talk Radio Station. Phone number is 704 872-6345. Now that line is open 24 hours a day. Um, you're not probably not going to get a human being on there, but you will get a voicemail. I'm able to place a voicemail. And one that's important is because the station owner will be able to take the voicemail and literally send it to me in a text. So I will actually have a text message of what you're leaving. Uh, and we really like to, I would really like to hear from you. I would really like to hear your stories about fathers and engage with you. And I will send you a book if you give me your address. 
So it's either uh, your telephone number. I'd like your telephone number. If you want to engage and call me, uh, if you want me to call me back, I need your phone number and email address. Uh, if you want to tell me a story, uh, I would love to hear your stories about how your relationship with a father-like figure, your natural father, or even God the Father, and how that plays into your life, and how these um, messages are affecting you. We had a call last year uh, in December from a grandfather named Dave, and I had read one of my books, and that's something that uh, he was very much touched by, and I really hear um, I'm really encouraged when I hear back from my audience. So I really want to encourage you to do that and um, to participate with us in a sharing relationship. I like feedback, and I would appreciate your feedback. So that's from Papa Tom. And I thank you so much for joining me this morning, and I trust that you receive something from our show today. You've been listening to The Father's Heart with Tom Clark. Join us again next Thursday morning at 8, right here on News Talk WSIC.